0: To uh, Gilboys, boys the podcast you're currently listening to i'm uh, joined by as always by my friend and co-host Liam.
1: hello everyone uh it's wonderful for y'all to be back um as you can hear jordan has returned from his um his little vacation uh we're gonna get into details of what he went on vacation for and uh i would describe it more as a tour of war than a vacation but
0: yeah, I, uh, incapacitated myself by watching the, uh, movie we're about to talk about today. The, f- the sacrifices I make for you people.
1: Yep, but anyway, let's get into the news right away. Let's, let's, let's cut all the fat out. Do it live! Fuck it! First things first, uh, Twitter is dead, ladies and gentlemen, and Elon Musk killed it. I should also point out during uh, during your time off, you have also been suspended from Twitter. What happened? Please tell us the details of this.
0: So uh, the film that we're going to talk about today, I've seen it one and a half times. Uh, once was when you were doing the choosing episode. And then again, it was on Twitter for like eight hours, like... um. So like bootleg indian version of a little fucking going up to do the toilet so i'm watching that for like half a foot i send it to some friends who are interested in it but don't want to pay money for it and uh got me a nice little 30 day ban which is my second twitter strike after calling uh, nick friend his a faggot all oh, those weeks ago if you remember that
1: so you've got one more strike until uh, you're kicked off Twitter, which honestly I've been off. I, I have had my Twitter taken from an NFT grifter and uh, I've my life's been better without it. I'm not going to lie. It seems like that was more of a blessing than a curse at this point. But I would like to announce uh, I will be starting a Threads page for the show as well as ourselves because I would like you know to keep ourselves out in the open. But uh, I'm going to Threads because, you know, and I hate Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg's a terrible person. But in this case, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens to Twitter. Now that Threads is live and actually somewhat successful, he's in deep trouble. And we know this because literally as we're recording this, he has filed a lawsuit against Mark Zuckerberg for (laughs) ostensibly, you know, because god forbid like the, all the other twitter clones he didn't do this for truth social or parlor but oh my god an actual competition this is this is bad i must i must use the legal system against my enemies
0: yeah elon musk uh, owns the uh, the very concept of social media now you know this thing that he's owned for a year he owns like the big metaphysical concept of social media so if you try to do any sort of rival he'll uh half-ass away try to sue you into the ground. Like considering how like bad things are going at 12, whereas is, is there's like a fucking like tweet view limit now. It's like I send it to you, there's like a fucking... Unless you pay the like $8 you can always see, like, a handful of posts before a fucking pop-up uh, appears. And it's like, you've reached your uh, your tweet limit for today. Come back tomorrow when it refreshes. And imagine any other site doing that. Imagine fucking YouTube. You're sitting there watching, like, Grimace Shake TikToks. Then all of a sudden, fucking Fred or whatever comes up. Like, whoever the fucking mascot of YouTube is now. And it's like, yeah, you've reached your video limit, asshole. Come back tomorrow.
1: <laughs> That's like... The problem is is that with doing that... Well, there's two things. Number one, he says it's for data scraping. I guarantee it's because they didn't pay their bills. Uh, very famously, they didn't pay their Google Cloud bill. And yeah, that's just what... Ha- it's amazing when, like, I'm not going to pay rent. I'm not going to pay anything. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, that, that that's what happened. I mean, these rich assholes think they're above, you know, paying anything. And then the minute they're faced with any adversity, they freak the fuck out. But I will say this about that... Um. It, it's hilarious that he did that Because let's face it People who use Twitter all day are. It's like taking drugs away from a drug addict You know If you have a guy who's addicted to heroin You don't take away their heroin And they're going to go somewhere else to get it So that's why they're in deep trouble If they don't fix this if, Not to say they were in good shape now But th- th- I firmly believe I think he's going to sell Twitter for parts at this point Before the year's up I, I can see the writing on the wall And I think he does too That's why he's filing this Desperate fucking lawsuit trying to be like and I love one of my favorite complaints on it is like you hired all the people that I fired You know because that's how business works capitalism, baby
0: He's such a fucking prototypical idiot billionaire. He doesn't even make his like ex-staff saying non uh crosses and it really feels like within the last year There's been like a surge of Twitter clones like fucking uh, blue sky uh, Jack Dorsey's uh, version of Twitter yeah. Which I may actually go on because it's essentially just Twitter without the baggage. Um, I know there's threads. I, I know nothing about it. I know it's like an, like like if Instagram and Facebook fucked and had a baby. So I might like check that out to see what it's like. But it's like, yeah, Twitter's just fucked. The whole like data scraping thing is such a fucking dumb argument. Like data scraping is a problem. But he's essentially killing the fucking, like, host to kill the parasite. I said, what the fuck are you doing, man? Twitter's just a dead meme at this point. uh,
1: I will say this, um, I'm very excited for... I I, want to know how Tucker Carlson feels right now, because we know (laughs) No, he launched that Twitter show, thinking this, and now he burned his fucking, like, contract. All he had to do was keep his mouth shut for X amount of time, and Fox News would pay him, and now they don't have to fucking pay him, so... I can imagine he's not happy right now. Well, granted, if you're going to launch a show on Twitter, it's 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 your fault, man. You, you you knew damn well what you were doing, and now you're paying for it. So
0: Yeah, and it's not as if he wasn't, like... Like, he was getting fucking paid to do nothing. He could have just retired and left off fucking, like, all oh, that sweet bow tie money to the day he died. But no, he just... He couldn't keep his fucking mouth shut, and now he's, like, attached himself to this... Fucking dead platform. Well done. Good job, though. I
1: can't wait to see what comes of that. I don't know if you know, his producer filed that lawsuit about his behavior in the workplace, and apparently some of those tapes were sent to law enforcement for some reason. So, and Mm. I I do know that Fox News keeps a blackmail file on him because cutthroats working with other cutthroats tends to not be a particularly healthy place. But, oh man, I hope to God some of those contents come out because I want I want to know how much of fucking asshole this guy is because he fucking had like he's openly been found like hiring like 4chan nazis on his on his writing yeah staff.
0: that's a pretty big uh come town meme from a few years ago it was discovered some fucking uh griper like 18 year old groiper was on his writing staff and it's like how do you even write for fucking tucker carlson the day show fucking all of these like late night talk shows have fairy writers i guess tucker carlson has the same but they're all like Basement dwellings, maga shitheads. I I would love...
1: God, I would love to, like, see his education from, like, getting four channels. what is a Pepe? I have no idea what this (laughs) is. Please explain to me what this is. Like, how the fuck does that work?
0: I'm picturing, like, uh, Don Jr. trying to teach his dad about (laughs) Groypers back in 2016. (laughs) Like, uh, Dad, they made a Groyper out of you, and she was like... What the fuck is a growing for you? Uh, what is this? They're,
1: they're, they're like five minutes into this thing, It's like, Son, pl- please don't talk to me about this ever again. <laughs> just, just go do anything else, please. I, go, go jerk off, I don't care. Do anything else but tell me what you're telling me right now. I'm gonna come.
0: Oh. But uh, speaking of uh, rich assholes uh, bumbling everywhere, uh, the story that you want to talk yes, about
1: is yes. um. So my story today, this is this is some shit that this pissed me off. So for those who don't know, um, Nexium, she's basically the second hand. No, for, I may as well explain Nexium. For those who don't know, if you've never um seen the the vow, the great documentary about um Catherine Oxenberg and her trying to get her daughter out of this, so it was a the best way to describe it is. A sex cult meets Scientology beats multi-level marketing scam. That's that's really the best way to describe it. It was a a lot of it was based on Scientology. Their their our founder, Keith ranieri is serving 120 years in prison for everything from sex trafficking to to torture. He would brand his followers with um with this brand owning them. He filmed himself raping a twelve-year-old girl. I'm sorry to say that, but that's what he did. That's just let you know how much of a piece of shit this guy is but uh he had a woman that she was basically the Ghislaine Maxwell to his Jeffrey Epstein she would bring people in she would go out in public say he is a he's a brilliant man he knows what the world is and uh, her name was Alison Mack she was the she's best known for I'd never saw Smallville I think she's mm. Superman's girlfriend she was on the show a lot she was as like,
0: someone who has seen all of Smallville uh she's not even a character from the comic books She's like a new cat character who's like Superman's bestie or something. I guess she runs a sex cult on the side. Well, okay, she,
1: she's the pimp of a fucking con man pedophile who's now serving life in prison. But uh, it's been renounced. She was supposed to get 30 years. That's what the prosecution wanted. They wanted a 30-year prison sentence. She got three years, and now she's out of prison. She's out of prison for good behavior, which... No. Fuck no. She should... If anyone who, like I said, if, as someone who's read about Nexium and you know the horrors that this fucking group wrought upon their victims, she should be in prison as long as he is. Because like at least Galen Maxwell, if she doesn't get killed, will go to prison for a long time. Like this is just bullshit.
0: It's one of those things where it's like, if you have been sentenced to 120 years in prison? This that's almost redundant. That's like a like the most arbitrary sentence. They might also like the George might so sentence you to. Forever in present at that point because your fucking skeleton's gonna be there. I know. did
1: that on purpose just to say like you are such a piece of shit that we're gonna <laughs> list the years just so you know you're gonna die there. Like they did that on purpose just because like yeah you're a piece of shit. Like they did this they do this a couple times with certain people but.
0: Yeah, she's. They out should of- have done the uh the Superman two thing. to uh, they get Morgan Brandle out, and it's like I sent his youth forever to the Phantom Zone. You sir may you eat are. a bag
1: of dicks and die. That is, <laughs> <laughs> the jury comes out and says the defendant is motherfucking guilty. We would have said guilty, but we had to put the motherfucking in there it, just yeah. to let you know how much of a piece of shit this guy is. But yeah, um. I would be very curious to know where she goes from here because she's out of prison. I imagine she'll go to Scientology because, again, there was a lot of Scientology influence in this cult. uh, Like a lot. Again, the problem was Keith Raniere wasn't as business savvy as um, Ron Hubbard was, you know. And also, the pretension for sexual torture and pedophilia is also kind of a problem. Like the usually, like at least when L. Ron Hubbard did that, he did that in international waters where no one could prosecute him.
0: Yeah, he uh, had his own old uh, navy to go to sex crimes and in international, pretty much like a proto-Jeffrey Epstein. Like, instead of the Light Express, it's a fucking, like, whatever his fucking, like, yacht uh, was called. The, the, all this fucking Nexium guy had was, like, it was this dumbass, he's like James Lanza, if you know who he is.
1: That picture. Now, for those who, <laughs> who want real good shits and giggles, there's a picture, of James Lindsay with Alison Mack, but it's not a good look. It's one of those, it makes me think of Jimmy Carter's wife next to John Wayne Gacy. It's like, oh, that's not going to age well at all.
0: Yeah, or fucking um, Kyle McGrath with uh, Jesuit Maxwell. One of my favorite photos, just (laughs) what is going on here. (laughs) But it's funny how like James Lindsay, the epic uh, like anti-communist intellectual He's just as much as a fucking, like, deep state piece of shit as everyone else is.
1: I think I think it's also, it's just one of those... He, he's a troll, like, that's also the thing. He's one of these guys who's, like, just so... he do, Everything he does is for attention. Like, he doesn't really believe any of it, it's just he needs... Like, he pisses people off on Twitter, it's like, now buy my shitty book about Marxism, how it's evil. You know, just like, well, whatever, dude. Like. The, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I have nothing to say about you. You just, because you don't believe in anything. At least, like, with with some other crazy grifters, they believe the shit, and that makes them interesting.
0: They... they love everyone about Jordan Pearson. Yeah, he's just yeah, He's this, this wippy-eyed bitch, but he also, like, believes all the insane shit he says. Yeah. Whereas, like, everyone else is just, says pure graft. What? How many books can we sell here?
1: That interview with him and, uh, oh god, Piers Morgan where he talks about being like compared to an insult and he starts crying randomly it's just one of those like mm-hmm. wow you uh he believes it which again i don't know if it, he's a he's a troubled man and his, his daughter's fucked up too which is especially funny
0: one of my uh favorite photos is a Peterson he's on like uh some sort of iron lung type contraption <laughs> and his daughter is just like doing a selfie in front of it like a TikTok yeah, so self he's good. in
1: that he's in that machine that um uh Vigo Mortensen uses in crime against <laughs> the future to eat his, his lunch with mm. oh, uh. god so fucking now i'm taking with the baby in the
0: Speaking of a uh, fucked up individuals, the movie we're uh, going to talk about today features uh, one of the most fascinating figures to come out of Hollywood within the last few years if you want to introduce it. Yeah, so, um,
1: <sighs> this was something that you had described this film to be and I uh, was like, I have to see it now. So, um, we are discussing one of the most baffling films of of, of of a long time, not just of this year. Uh, The Flash, directed by Andreas Muschetti. Uh, which by the way, he calls himself Andy, which is bullshit. Andreas <laughs> is a way better, fucking name makes you sound way cooler. Uh, but yeah, yeah
0: Andy makes you sound like some fucking American hick. Yeah, it's like, no, you're uh, you're like a European fucking intellectual, yeah. like going up to that shit, drop the Andy bullshit.
1: Yeah, I got, I got his first film. He was like, his, he was friends with like Guillermo del Toro and shit. Like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah. So the Flash. We're talking about the Flash. Um, just goddamn could talk about it all the time, but you don't really know how to talk about it because it's such a, it's something you kind of have to see to believe. Just the yeah. amount of creative decisions made in this are just baffling.
0: I tried uh, describing this to a friend of mine in um, a bar a couple of hours ago. Uh, when I finished up, she like she like knows about it. She's like seen the trailers and shit. But even then, trying to describe like what the movie is about is just next to impossible. It really is one of those things you have to like, imbibe to fully like comprehend.
1: Before we get into uh, anything about the the plot or the star's behavior, which is. There's a a lot lot of it. Excuse me. We have to get into the production of this thing because it's... I have a firm belief this movie's cursed. And I mean that figuratively and literally because this film... the, the, The journey that this thing has had is... This is Mad Max Fury Road levels of like development hell and just painful production nightmare. So... The it was originally now there were different attempts in like the eighties and the early two thousands, but I I don't really care for those because that was before, like the cape shit boom really took off. It didn't take off until the release of like the Avengers. That's when cape shit like because we we talk about cape shit on this show a lot, but like it really is its own genre at this point.
0: Talking about cape shit now is interesting because it's like you think about like all of the Marvel movies, like the fucking 32 Marvel movies. And then when you like really look back at it, it's like there's like going back to the f- Christopher Reeve Superman movies, and then you had the Michael Keaton and Batman movies, and then you had Blade and all the X-Men movies. Now we're in like this weird phase of every year you have what feels like f- like five Cape Shit movies, and they're all like varying degrees of awful. And this is probably one of the worst I've seen for a while.
1: It's interesting because you look back on that era, you have some interesting movies like Everyone Loves Guardians. Because, you know, and I love, I, lo- I love, saw the new one. I loved it. That's one of the few that's actually, like, filmmaker-driven. Because that's the thing about all these movies. They're, very few of them are actually driven by any single creative mind. They're all, like, homogenized shit. Like, that's one of the reasons the Russos are successful. Not because they're actual filmmakers, but because they're like Brett Ratner. They'll just do whatever the fuck <laughs> studio wants them to do. No, I'm serious. I really do think they're, like... Brett Ratner, I would say, is even like a better director than the Russos. Because you know, say what you want about Brett Ratner, he's a piece of shit. But Rush Hour Two, I'd rather watch that than fucking The Gray Man. Jesus Christ! But... Mm.
0: You want to talk about fucking director driven? Mean, if you know anything about the production of this movie, there's like fucking twenty directors attached to this dumb cape shit movie for some reason.
1: So it was originally announced in. 2013, it was supposed to be released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to get into this. So, it, this is a fucking autopsy of like a car crash victim. It's like, uh. oh my God, so much horror yeah. and bloodshed.
0: An entire fucking Flash TV show has come and gone since then.
1: Got like 200 episodes. It was a huge show. Apparently, there was like, I don't know, my mom saw a bit of it. I don't even think she remembers it. But 2013, it was supposed to be released in 2016. And just everything fell apart. Every fucking thing that could have happened, happened. We had... So the first... So they originally wanted James Wan to direct it. And he had a choice. You can do The Flash or Aquaman. He chose Aquaman. And they hired Wan because... And this is going to get into why I think Muschietti was offered this 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 gig. Because Warner Brothers has a very, very popular horror... Like, particularly with his Conjuring stuff, they would hire horror directors to helm. Like, we talk about Wan. You know, he did... The Conjuring. Then he would do Aquaman. David Sandberg, who did the uh, Annabelle sequel, was offered Shazam. Bushetti's be- first film before this was It, the- mm. which had you know, a huge hit for Warner Brothers. Uh, the sequel, not so much. It's one of the worst fucking studio films I've seen in a long time. This one too. This yes. dude's got a fucking. Uh, this dude's got a fucking mean streak. I'm not gonna lie. Like this poor man
0: being handed. Yes. Yeah, like going from fucking. Outside. I actually didn't mind the first it movie. I liked For, it. Like, the film it was, it was actually pretty good. And then I saw the second one and it was just what the fuck happened here, man? It's it's the exact same people making it, just what is going on here. Was,
1: so yeah, James Wan off the table. So in twenty fifteen, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are offered the film. They wrote a script and they were gonna direct it. And apparently Ezra Miller, we will get into that, don't worry. But there's 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 some other things we need to get to. So Ezra Miller hated their script so much. He went into a hotel room and wrote a whole script from scratch. <laughs> like just, God damn it, I would kill to be in that hotel room. The amount of cocaine, fucking mental illness, It's it's got to be a spectacle, man. Holy shit. But, and they left the project because, you know... Well, they apparently the star hates our script and he's gonna still star in the movie. So fuck this, we're gonna go do solo. And well, that fucking fell apart. Yeah, these poor bastards. It, it, They're so lucky. It's a Spider Verse <laughs> Yeah, it
0: seems to be a running thread. And like, Red Player Media brought this up recently that movies just aren't director driven anymore. Like casting choices are completely out of the hands of fucking directors now. They're just like purely studio driven oh who's
1: sam raimi matthew vaughn ben fucking affleck was offered and martin scorsese which that last one's bullshit but that would have been hilarious. <laughs> that would have been fucking hilarious <laughs> but they all turned it yeah down. ben affleck's like they tried to get him to do a movie for so long. Like, his, he was
0: so close to making that Batman movie and it just didn't happen. Affleck has a weird love-hate relationship with Batman. We'll probably get into it in the next episode when we do, like, our full retrospective on this, like, not very good time of comic book movies, but, like, <laughs> like, Affleck was so enthusiastic going into that fucking role and then, like, just... if you see those fucking, like, AVS interviews, Oh, it's either that or Justice League. I think it's Justice League. It's him and fucking Cavill next to each other, and Affleck just looks like he's on fucking like he's on suicide watch. Um, he he does he does not want to be there.
1: Ben Affleck is one of those guys who, just he's a sad man. One of my favorite videos ever is, him introducing Kanye West, at Sennel and he sounds like he's about to cry.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, here he is—the man you came to see, Kanye West.
1: He's married to fucking JLo, and he's still depressed. Like, goddamn, man, you I, have you ever seen a film *The Way Back*? Um, it's a
0: movie he did. Yeah, that's another—that's another one of those like baffling movies because it's like it starts off as like stereotypical uh, like basketball coach movie. And then come the end. It's it does a face. complete fucking yeah. It's like goddamn. It's it's uh. a
1: great movie. I love it. Oh yeah, it's fucking great. It feels very personal to him, and I don't. The fact it's so personal is like oh fuck. He might actually because there's that one shot in the movie where he's um he's just gunning a bottle of fucking whiskey in the shower, and I just like to believe that's what he does every day. This this sad man, this sad sad man. But all these directors falls apart and. For a, a number of writers were also... The first guy who was offered this the script, uh, Joby Harold, he has, by the time he's offered this script, he has two credits to his name. He has one movie that he directed himself, and he was a co-writer on Guy Ritchie's um, King Arthur movie, which I mm-hmm. If you don't remember that, that's fine, because I didn't even remember that until <laughs> I looked at this. I'm like, oh, yeah, he did do that. That was when he was paying off his... Um, he was still paying off that divorce to Madonna. That was Madonna. Huh? He had to go do Aladdin. Dark fucking times for that man. But there was other problems. Uh Ezra Miller at the time was filming um Fantastic Beast 2. So that led to, you know, we had to let him go do that. And there is a connection to his rap sheet involving that film. One thing leads to Just so much shit. Forty-eight writers worked on this movie that we're at least aware of. Like That doesn't account, like, non-credited people who, like, just did punch up on this thing. Like, 48 fucking writers. That's ridiculous. And there's only, like, four actually credited with the script.
0: If if you actually watch this movie, you can tell there has been, like, a metric fuck ton of punch up that has just not been credited. It's basically Fortnite, the movie. There's, like... So many fucking like different characters from different franchises. There's no fucking way this is like this was the original intention of this movie back in 2016. No fucking way.
1: It has that feeling of like we talked about Black, like Black Adam was very similar in that what this was supposed to be clearly changed over time. That was more due to ego. That's a little different, but there is like a sense of like. Where we started and where we ended are completely fucking different. But so yeah, production finally starts and then COVID happens. So that's also a fucking delay. And you know, and our during that time, our fucking star has a complete public meltdown. We'll we will get into that. Trust me. I just want to get into the rest of this here. So COVID happens. They're filming in England with COVID, and this has a very COVID movie feel to it. There's a lot like. I was, I was stunned when I watched this how, even though there's a lot of stuff going on, there's a lot of spectacle, it, it feels very, like, there's it's very tightly shot, no more than, like, maybe four actors on set at the same time that aren't CG. And yeah, like, this felt like a COVID production, which, you know, it, outside of the big CG spectacle, it really did have that feel to it.
0: The few, like, like actual live action set pieces was filmed in my, uh, Glorious birthplace of Glasgow, and I was there to like see the f- opening with all of the fucking Batman man shit. Jesus. Yeah, Humvees are hurling down fucking like, bath street and shit. Okay, we uh we closed down the city for five minutes of this movie that's just no one's going to watch. Like, well, when we talk about movies bombing, this is bombed fucking oh, hard, yeah, man. No, like. Yeah. When, when when I went to go see this, was there was like four people in the fucking screening and this is like Saturday night as well. This
1: film's production cost about 200 to $220 million, which is, mm-hmm. granted, that's due to COVID and just all the stops and starts and the, the, particularly there was this great interview with, um, well, one thing I knew this, we were in trouble when the day before the film comes out, Gizmodo publishes an interview. With the with with Andreas the director, and he's basically saying, "Hey, I know the CG in this movie looks really fucking bad, <laughs> but you know that was intentional. We're supposed to. It's meant to view his. It's a bug, not. It's a feature, not a bug. Like that's ostensibly what the interview was. It was covering his ass. Like, and I'm gonna pull some real. I'm gonna say something right now. I don't think this movie was finished. There are CG effects in this movie." that i'm just like i don't think this was done i think there's still needed you know Grant, i'm not expecting james cameron avatar 2 shit for this movie you know that's a one-off that'll never happen again but it's like there are it is so jarring and no, some of the effects in this movie they look like they weren't done we just have to get it out now like that's what it felt like it could have had another year to like cook and then you know and grant that's probably due to the fact that this movie changed so many times so many hands left and so many vision changes on this thing they just they just had to stop start cut this do this it really is just a mess
0: you're talking about that i guess interview uh about a week after that came out a bunch of uh anonymous one of the laws, like special effects artists came out and said yeah we had like a week at most to to work on like on the fucking speed force shit he did like a week's work on fucking um on like a cg cartoon henry cavill because fucking There were so many script changes. Like people don't really understand that if the script changes, literally everything else, including special effects, have to change. If you're like halfway done for an effects-heavy movie, and then David Saslav or some other asshole comes to you, it's like, yeah, we've uh, we're doing something completely different now. Sorry, you have to fucking. It's every start from square one, and yeah, it's just the CG is probably one of the like some of the worst i've seen for a long fucking time i
1: really do think this movie wasn't finished like there are like the henry cavill shit the the the, some of the cameo shit like okay just straight up there's a cgi christopher reeve and supergirl in this movie that just made me made it made my skin crawl i'm not gonna lie there's a couple in this and one in particular like the the cgi christopher reeve looks Terrible. It looks like, like, Facebook filter shit. It looks awful, yeah. and...
0: Do you know those, um, Spider-Man memes? Of fake, it's like, a uh, cam footage of the last Spider-Man that's movie? What this
1: is! It's, a, it's <laughs> Doctor Strange, it was Doctor Strange 2, like, like, good Yeah, like, Vulture White appears,
0: <laughs> yeah, it that's, that really is, like... Like, fake cab phage of, like, Tobey Maguire appearing at the fucking, like, star of, like, the last Spider-Man movie. Just...
1: God, some of those are fun.
0: Just dog shit.
1: The one that got me was uh, George Reeves, who's in it for, like, a few seconds. And for those who don't know, George Reeves was sort of the original actor to play <laughs> Superman. Um There's a terrible movie about him where Ben Affleck plays him. There's a fucking hilarious scene involving him and his dick.
3: You can't see my penis, can
1: you? <laughs> uh, so, George Reeve uh, His death is, is fascinating We almost do a whole episode just on that But um, it's very possible he committed suicide Now, it could be to blackmail or murder No one really knows But he, was, he died on June sixteenth, nineteen 1959 And 64 goddamn years later Warner Brothers puts him in this movie And one of the main reasons he might have killed himself Was because he couldn't escape this persona he hated that he played this character and couldn't get work because of it because no one would hire him because he was superman so he possibly killed himself and now fuck man the dead don't even get to rest anymore jesus christ
0: yeah, there's like fucking like, modern day necromancy. I've been playing fucking uh, Diablo recently, and like the fucking like, necromancy and that pales in comparison. Th- that fucking shot of Christopher Reeve is just it's, so fucking surreal, like so fucking uncanny valley. Like, it really is like, you have to see this to fucking like, me properly of, comprehend it, made, it. It made me think
1: of like Rogue when I first saw Rogue One, they brought back Peter Crusher. Yeah. I felt dirty then, and then they brought back Princess Leia. And this is before she died. Yeah, but it was like, oh, I just felt, and it's getting worse too. Like, we're this is some shit that I've never felt comfortable about. Like, let the dead rest, god damn it! But apparently, we're not. We gotta get those few assholes that will, you know, want that fan service.
0: Yeah, and um, and you d- you don't really have to do that. Like we talked about fucking uh, the Flash TV show. They got Brandon Routh in to play like. The Christopher Reeve, like an older Christopher Reeve Superman, as part of some like crossover they did, and it's like, why can't you have just done that? that just fucking been So much easier,
1: did... much yeah. less fucked up. It's just again, I, but I do think this is one of this is one of the problems I have with this movie, and that it is so like it's all about how you can't change the past because the plot of this movie is basically about how yeah
0: Barry noticed we haven't actually talked about the the film yeah Doesn't and the, like, matter. <laughs> 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 i
1: mean the actual plot of this movie is so superfluous to like th- this is one of those movies where the message behind it is more fucked up than anything that happens in it other than like oh by the way real quick with one more cgi cameo the fucking nick cage fighting the spider now the only yeah. reason this is interesting I, is because if,
0: if you don't well, know the backstory behind that, that you'll just be like What the fuck is this? Like, is that Nick Cage? What the fuck is he doing here?
1: and for those who don't know, you could read about the production of Superman Returns all you want, but all you have to do is watch the amazing 20-minute piece that Kevin Smith put out, because he was a writer on it. And uh, I don't like Kevin Smith as a filmmaker, but he is a fantastic storyteller. He brings this psycho producer that he's hanging out with, he brings him to the premiere of Chasing Amy. And he's like, that gay black guy, can we have him be the voice of (laughs) a sidekick?
3: During this time, we have the premiere for Chasing Amy. I invite John because I know this dude doesn't know anything about my work. In fact, I don't think anybody at Warner Brothers knows much about my work beyond having read the script for Chasing Amy. So I figured it was fair to kind of invite the producer of the movie I was writing to see my new movie. So I said, we're having this premiere for Chasing Amy, you want to come? He said, yeah, yeah. I showed up and I talked to him the next day on the phone. I said, what did you think? He was going, interesting, interesting flick, which in Hollywood means I didn't like it at all. He's going, you know what I really like, though? He's going, the, the black guy, the gay black guy. I like that. I like that a lot. I liked his voice. I said, yeah, yeah, Dwight. He's very funny. And he said, that's what we need in our movie. <laughs> and I was like, you want Dwight to be in the movie? I know he'd fucking be happy to do it. He said, no, we just need that voice. We need that, that character, somebody like him in our movie. Can't Brainiac have a sidekick? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess. And he said, give him a little robot sidekick and give him that dude's voice. I said, really? You want the, the robot to sound like a gay black man? And he said, that's what this movie needs is a fucking just a gay R2D2. We need more shit like that in our movie. We need something, something that'll like we can make toys of and shit like that. Like Chewy, we need Chewy in this movie. And I was like, you want me to just fucking write Chewy into the movie? <laughs> Superman Razzling Chewy? <laughs> And he said, no, but just something like that. Like, maybe Brainiac has a dog, and it's a, pl- a little cute dog, and we can make a toy out of it. Because that's what it's about. We've got to sell some toys off this movie. So I, that's what I need in this movie. I said, I don't really know if that's going to work. He said, don't tell me it's not going to work. I, I want my Chewy. And I was like, I got your fucking Chewy right here. But I don't say that, because I like the job.
1: Like, just, just this complete nutcase is producing this multi-million dollar movie. It's a, it's a fantastic
3: yeah, and,
0: piece. like, the whole backstory of the spider, the fucking cage fights again, like, unless you know the backstory behind that, oh, you'll just be like, what the fuck, man?
1: Yeah, it's just so, but that's what I mean, this movie is so... I, I struggle to understand while watching this, because Warner Brothers, Sorry. they, they tried to sell this movie.
0: Hard, yeah, yeah, so many baffling choices about that. There's, like, one, like, quote-unquote joke I laughed at. Which is um the end? Certain Batman turns up to uh, to have some banter. It's like I didn't know it was I didn't know it was coming. I knew like a Batman was going to appear, but I had no fucking idea it would be Mister Nespresso himself, George (laughs) Clooney.
1: God damn it! You know. I'm blown away he even accepted that. because he's, <laughs> he's No, I mean, two reasons. Everyone, one, he's basically retired from acting because he sold his tequila company for a billion dollars. He doesn't have to work anymore. That goes into the ending of this movie being reshot three different times. Like, there was a version with... Like, it's a mess, man. It, it's just too much bullshit to get into. But, yeah, but the actual plot... The, the reason that this movie is, is just really... Really is so fucked up to me is because it's a movie where the actual story of the movie is about, like... You know, um, Ezra the sex pest Miller goes back in time to stop his parents from dying and thus creates like this insane sound of thunder in a way where you you, you change one thing and everything else changes in the future. Like, that's kind mm-hmm. of the, the extent of what this plot is, but the the movie is like trying to say you can't change the past, you can't relive it, but it's also so desperate. To Throw it almost gets to the point where it's struggling to find. That's what it felt like it, the only reason they had Nick Cage They're struggling to find any Nostalgic things they could throw in the audience like remember this remember this like it is so there's no actual like plot structure to this movie It's not like there's like I mean there is like a through line We have to stop X from doing X but a lot of it is just here's a cool scene. Here's a cool character Here's this here's that movie fucking over there's, there's yes. no cohesive tissue to it at all.
0: Just... There's a fucking million things going on, but it's also just such a nothing burger. There's so much, like, CGI shit. That fucking scene where they, like, have to bust Supergirl out of prison.
1: Oh, it looks like a fucking... Like, CGI
0: game. corridors and shit. It looks like
1: a PS3 cutscene. I remember we saw the, I saw the trailer before John Wick 4, and I'm like, this looks like a fucking bad video game. <laughs> it really does. Like, it, it looks yeah. like a shit video game. Like, because M- Michael Keaton, who just... Man, that whole, like, when he tries to deliver his, like, you want to get nuts, let's get... He delivers it yeah. so flat, no energy. Because he didn't actually get hired to do this movie until last no. year. Like, this was the last, like, we need something. Because I think they knew that our star is a bucket monster, so we got to find something to hook the audience and drag out a seven year old Michael Keaton. who By the way, I should point out, we did Birdman, which is all about how superhero yeah. movies are bullshit. So, I don't, look... I'm not going to blame him because I'm sure he got paid very handsomely for this, you know?
0: No, <laughs> oh, he could have his, he could make his own fucking back here from the money he got from this. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I really am not surprised he signed on to it, uh, but so at the it, same time... it
1: made me think of the Michael Caine quote when he did Jaws 4. I've never seen the movie, <laughs> but I saw the house it built. So the house <laughs> it bought me, yeah, yeah. Another reason this movie's completely fucking cursed is that when this film's about to go into pre- like press time, uh, the writer's strike happens, so... yeah. There's no talk shows, and Michael Keaton is currently filming Beetlejuice 2, which is apparently (laughs) actually happening, which I can't imagine it's worse if it's worse than this, I'd be shocked.
0: Again, this seems like such a nothing burger, of, like... Oh, hell yeah. Fucking poor Keaton, man. I like him as an actor, but he's just a totally cursed to really love these fucking characters he did, like, 40 fucking years ago.
1: Let him do more roles like the other guys, where he's just an asshole. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Michael Keaton performances, just, like... It's he, so fucking good. Oh, oh. Fuck, that scene where he, seen <laughs> where he, scene where he's at the Bed Bath &
0: Beyond... We got a big day out there. Big one. We got a full moon. People are gonna be amped. All right? Let's see what we got on hot tips, all right? Whoa. The new bath mats are in. <laughs> one more thing. We got a serial rapist in Crown Heights. I've... Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. That's from my other job. Ignore that. Forget that. Well, don't ignore it. If you live in Crown Heights, uh, you know, walk in pairs.
1: It is true cognitive dissonance where, like, the meaning of the movie and what it's trying to do are completely fucking different.
0: Yeah, you're getting fucking narrative uh, whiplash on the obvious juxtaposition. Like, the entire plot is like, you can't change the past, let it go, don't wallow in fucking, like, perpetual misery or you'll just wind up insane. And then there's a fucking scene where three Ezra Millers interacting with each other, Mm -hmm. which is, like, one of those baffling fucking choices I've seen in like any movie recently and fucking like all these beloved properties are colliding into each other it really does feel like i don't know if that's a machete choice but i like to believe he's like he's like literally smashing these worlds into each other as like uh when james gunn did fucking guardians 3 and that whole movie is like a fuck you to Marvel for like yeah you fucked me over all those years ago and now like yeah, his your one success, for like one good movie before I fuck off to the competition. Machete yeah. really does feel like, yeah, you you really shouldn't be bringing these dead actors back. You probably shouldn't be doing that.
1: I don't think Machete's that smart. I think this is a, <laughs> no, this is the definition of like. Well, it's a gig, because Machete is one of these guys who's... Yeah. He seems like a...
0: Maybe I have to say fifth. Not jaded enough, but yeah, probably. He, he's like, I don't want to say he's a yes man, but yeah, he probably is I would say, he's
1: a, I would say he's a workman. He'll go in, he'll do his job, yeah. and he'll deliver up. Like, he did that with IT. He'll go in, you know? He had Park Chan-woo, cinematographer, all that, so that's a fucking huge... That's a huge upgrade, but like, yeah, no, he really is like... Man, if Brett Ratner didn't get Me too he'd be directing this fucking movie. It really has that vibe of, like, the directing of this movie feels like X-Men 3, where it's just, I don't care, yes. whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. I'll just, you know, because I'm just here for the paycheck.
0: Brian Singer's off, uh, burning Superman yeah. and, uh, Lesting getting trupe up trupe to trupe his trupe trupe own, uh, yes, you know. We really have to do a fucking open secret at some point. Man, Brett, Brett Ratner, uh,
1: I gotta say this, man. Going from Brian Singer to Brett Ratner, not a bad choice. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, just in terms of, because to be honest, Brian Singer wasn't a great director to begin with,
0: but... Yeah, the Usual Suspects is, like, it's a fine movie, I guess. Like, I haven't McQuarrie seen it for a while, but... doesn't look very fondly back
1: on that film, and I don't blame no, it. Like, I'll say cannot. this right now, that movie, I have a three-strike rule with movies, and that film's got one more strike away from just being... <laughs> movie. We've got Kevin Spacey, Brian Singer. If Kevin Pollock's accused of something hard yeah. in the movies, If we just have to burn the negatives at this point. <laughs> we may as well get into... So this film's losing a shitload of money. It is yeah. a fucking mess. And, you know, it could be a number of things. But I think, look, let's be honest. We know why this movie's not doing well. So we may as well get into um, Mr. Ed, well, Mr. I don't even know how to... Fuck it. Ezra Miller. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this whole pronoun game. I apologize. But fuck this dude. Seriously.
0: <laughs> He's had such a fucking, like, weird career. Going from doing these end indie movies and, uh, like, mid-2000s, and now he's the face of the last Harry Potter movies, The Flash, uh, which for some reason, one of those decided to spend like half a billion on. It's like, why why are you doing that? I do do love that uh,
1: the first film that got to notice was um, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Uh Lynn Ramsey fucking struck gold on that, because it's about a... (laughs) For those who've never seen it, it's about a deeply disturbed boy who goes on a mass killing at his school. the swins his mom, but god damn, she really did, like, I needed an actor to play a sociopath. So I hired an actual sociopath. That's, what a woman. Yeah, no, he was, uh, he didn't really have much of a career. He was in, like, Perks of Being a Wallflower and, like, a couple other films, but, like, yeah, he, yeah. He, gets hard- he, was, he was
0: like a fucking uh, like up Tumblr kid before one of the others decided to like elevate him to the fucking heights of stardom you know, for some it, reason.
1: He, you see him, It's weird because he seemed like a kind of an interesting dude. Because there's a he's a weird guy even before all of the uh, shit goes down that we're about to talk about with his life. But if you, there's a great video of him where he's like doing press for um, the Fantastic Beasts the first one in like 2016. And in the middle of the interview, out of nowhere, he takes, like, a bottle of vodka. It's clearly a bottle of booze. And he just starts pouring it on his head for no reason. And not breaking <laughs> eye contact. It is weird as fuck. its I wish I could play a clip of it. Because it's, like, you have to see it to believe it. Because he's just pouring booze on his head. Talking, like, hey, I think this is a great film. I'm proud to work on it. Like, okay. And then there's another video of him. I will play a clip of this where... He's at Comic-Con, and he's dressed as Toadette uh, yeah Mario yeah. Kart, and I don't know if he's on drugs or something. He's, something's fucking weird, something weird going on in his brain while he's doing this interview. You guys want to answer some slang terms?
3: Oh! oh okay! All right, what is make whoopy? Oh, make whoopee! <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> no! Make ah. yeah, ah. ah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's do one more.
1: Um, to root. Oh. <laughs> He's he's a wreck, this guy. Like even before he was pulled over, he he got he got charged with drug possession while he was making perks of a wallflower. So this is this is in the making. This is cooking, you know. We start with drug possession and we go all the way to disorderly conduct, beating women in public, and uh grooming children. That's one of the reasons I really want to get into this. This isn't like you got a DUI or you got into a fight, a bar. This is...
0: yeah. This isn't like a fucking Tim Allen gets uh, busted with, with grams of coke in his pocket. This is like... Yeah, this on fucking... like, yeah uh, sex cult based oh, yeah. out of some fucking Airbnb in Canada he somewhere. In
1: a, he was in an Airbnb in Iceland, and he, like, apparently... <laughs> apparently he convinced this group of people that he had supernatural powers. So there's a guy... There's a kid by the name of... Um, token iron eyes um mm. he, they met at a uh, he was 18 years old miller i may as well get into this story this is one of the reasons i think i i think this man's a piece of shit so he met him at a protest for a uh, pipeline that was being made on the on the on the on the tribal land and he was 12 years old at the time and miller was 18 and you know that that's one thing that's already weird to begin with when iron eyes was 14 years old uh, Miller flew him to London where they were filming Fantastic Beasts 2 when he was, Miller was 25, this kid was 14. Which is not okay. And then. Oh,
0: yeah, so you're getting, uh, that, like Michael Jackson, uh, he's inviting my 12 year old kids to suck to sort of oh, no, no. And uh, vibes. Apparently,
1: people who worked on the film were talking about how he was giving this kid booze and marijuana lsd as well which is fucking crazy to give a 14 year old and apparently demanded they sleep in the same bed which is yeah that's michael jackson shit that's that's up there with yeah he gave me a glass of wine with some pills in it and told me to touch his penis like that's literally what michael jackson did and (laughs) mills doing the exact same fucking thing fuck i feel so bad for this kid's family so um you know the family not okay with this thank god and they file a protective order against yeah. miller like hey this this guy's grooming our child and this kid um calls basically goes online and says his parents are transphobic because miller is a non-binary person which no i, th- I think even if they are transphobic this is a situation where i'm, I'm sorry but yeah this is this is not okay
0: <laughs> yeah they're not like the uh the michael jackson uh cared, like parents' kids. This man is likely, uh, our kids, but he took us to suck Us Away once to meet, uh, Bette Midler. Made, so, yeah, who's to made, say? He
1: made Thriller! How could he be a bad person? <laughs> Alright?
0: Oh, yeah, God. it really does help, like, you can get away with anything if you have, like, a shred of talent, I guess. Or you know, and money. You, know he,
1: you know he was, like, Telling him, you know, I'm going to be a star in this multi-million dollar movie. I'm working mm. with Ben Affleck and Zack Snyder. And there's also other things about, yeah. But th- then there's another 12-year-old in Massachusetts who he tried to groom. So this guy's got a thing for 12-year-olds. So that's that's not mm. good. Uh, Miller arrived at the house dressed as a cowboy and tried to buy horses for the kid. And apparently physically assaulted the mom. Thankfully, this well, guy-
0: is this like, uh, like Pierre Salos. And no later, he does a wacky disguise to get into some kid's life <laughs>
1: peter sellers would look down on this man's behavior I would say, Whatever. <laughs> thank god this this kid managed to get saved you know he's not this other kid i have no idea where this ironized kid is but i'm i'm worried because um after apparently a while miller deleted uh his instagram so he could. Be
0: yeah, like, I saw those fucking those uh, This memes pictures. he was posting. Those yeah, goddamn.
1: Pictures of like, I am not from this dimension. You know, you can't catch me. This is some shit a serial killer writes. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but, and, under like slightly different circumstances, that would be very good promotional uh, material for the Flash. But uh, yeah, this. Uh, mm.
1: Oh, there is one thing I like that he did where he um he he got in trouble for this, but. Look, I'll say this. I'd be okay with this if you weren't, you know, under investigation for grooming children, but he did post a video that he got in trouble with where he told members of, like, a local KKK uh, chapter to kill
0: themselves. Kill <laughs> them themselves, yeah. You know uh, what? Yeah. I
1: mean, look, if you weren't involved with choking women and, you know, grooming children, I'd be okay with that. But, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of, uh, kind of like, dude, just just shut up. Just just go hide, please. <laughs> I don't need yeah. to hear your opinions about local hillbillies god damn it. Oh, he's also got yeah a, he's burglary a fucking uh charge oh yeah stuff.
0: fucking that was like his last thing like right before the movie came out like he tried fucking stick into some random person's house for some reason i guess he tried I to guess. steal
1: rice wine for cooking he couldn't go out nice. and buy the sh- which <laughs> god damn it but you, you know what? i will say this is one of the other things that i think this Pissed me off about this movie. There's a bunch of things between the CG cameos and all the the bullshit going on. There, there it's so fucked up that it's like after all of this, after assault, grooming, burglary, criminal charge. These are felony charges. This is not some misdemeanor. You got the fucking James Gunn and the new head of. I can't remember the other guys. Name. They're <laughs> like, oh, we're in full support of Miller. We want to help. Yeah, uh-huh. No, fuck this dude. He he had his chance and he blew it. Like he. He's. It's not like he fucked up once. This this is a pattern of behavior, and they're like, and I get they have two hundred million dollars in this thing. It's got to be a hit, and the way they tried to build this movie up was fucking hilarious. Where it's like, I don't believe that Tom Cruise quote was real, and if it is, he didn't even watch the movie. He was busy like hanging from a train. Like Tom Cruise, please give us (laughs) some decent press on this piece of shit that we're about to drop. (laughs)
0: Yeah, if it would let you be the uh, the new Batman if you your uh, co-sign or really fucking dog I do think he hasn't shit. seen
1: because Tom Cruise right. is not a very open about how he feels about certain movies. Like, he's he's very, he's very a very private person, and thank God, because I'm a little worried if he wasn't, he'd be... If he was on Twitter, holy fuck, it'd be wild. Mm-hmm.
0: I do enjoy how there is a subsection of Hollywood that is just not online. They just don't engage with like Twitter or fucking Instagram, any of that shit. And then you have fucking Miller, who's like, you post like a bunch of fucking like anti-like cop memes, like, yeah. that, like you'll never catch me, and then fucking deletes it immediately. Again, again valid. so fucking good.
1: I'm okay with that. The problem yeah. is that the shit is true. The cops are looking for you <laughs> for a damn good reason. This isn't. This isn't just they're harassing you because of X. Did this shit. That's yeah. the shit. So I'm I
0: like props. to think. Uh, I like to think he has the flash, and he has like his own reverse flash. It goes back in time and like fucks up his life for some reason. Oh, that's because uh, the original um, intention of this movie was gonna be uh, is gonna be based on the Flashpoint comic, yeah, which is like it was, uh, during the, the the fucking reboot from like 2010 or something. I remember reading it when it came out. The Reverse Flash, who like really doesn't like the Flash for some like bullshit reason, goes back in time, kills his mum. Which you do not see in the movie, uh, for some strange reason. <laughs> Ezra Miller goes back in time, saves her, and, like, fucks up the entire universe. To... Do you think it's... they filmed the
1: scene where Evil Flash kills his mom and then they cut it? Because, you know, this movie <laughs> is, you know, the Star Wars film beats women. Yeah. I have a feeling yes. it might have been
0: something cut. Like they might have um, yeah, something. apparently there is like a deleted scene, like little kid Barry is drawing a picture of evil looking like guy in a yellow suit. I wonder who that could be, and it's mm-hmm. just not there. Like for all intents and purposes, like some fucking hobo broke into his house and stabbed his mom. That's that's like yeah, that's what happened. Sure, the Reverse Flash, who is that? Uh, uh... <laughs> god
1: God, we we may as well get into some of the other weird shit in this movie because we're talking about the film again um so i don't (laughs) like this movie's such a fucking weird mess it's so hard to keep a straight mind because between all of this shit this movie's a mess like the supergirl stuff means nothing yeah just fucking
0: uh and the flashpoint comic that's like role as played by superman but because fucking henry cavill was being uh cast into the dustbin of history we can't do that so henry- yeah get his cousin done there i guess henry, yeah. henry
1: cavill uh went with the took the took his ball with the rock and went home because uh <laughs> but uh, yeah. he, man what a fucked up time he's had because he also got he quit the witcher recently i think he just wants to go play fucking warhammer which more power to him man you know what Go do your own thing, get away from this
0: Yeah, it is. Warhammer is a very expensive hobby, so I can imagine, like, yeah, you need uh, you need all the work to, to finance that show. i banking
1: on Black Adam 2 happening, so you mm. pay for that, probably. Michael Shannon was was mm. The only thing about this movie I found like I liked was Michael Shannon has done interviews about this film and does not speak kindly of it. He hated working. It was like Chris Bale when he worked on uh, Thor 4. Like he's very candid about how much he just did not like working on this movie.
2: As I recall, at the end of Man of Steel, Superman breaks my neck and kills me. Say to Superman, it's either me or you. So he has to do it. So then I get this call. I'm like, they saw Man of Steel, right? My manager's like, yeah, they saw Man of Steel, but it's different. I'm like, what is it? It's a multiverse. I'm like, I don't know what that means. It was a very different thing because, like, a Man of Steel was like a year of my life. Between the training, uh, we did a whole summer of physical training leading up to the shooting. And the shoot was like six months long or something. And I was in and out of Flash in like, like a flash, like uh, two or three weeks. That's it. The Flash isn't my story. You know, I'm there as a adversary, a threat, a problem to be dealt with. The Flash is really the Flash's story.
0: He's just baffled by it all, and I don't fucking blame him. No,
2: it's
1: great. No, that interview is great because it's very candid, very straightforward. He seems like a cool guy. You know, he's he's a, he's a bit off, but he seems like a cool dude. Because, I mean, if you've seen, I think T-
0: he's just like a Patterson Forbes. He's just like, yeah, I do movies, I guess, sure.
1: I, yeah oh take shelter i like that movie i can talk about that mm-hmm. for two minutes and then the flash is like 30 seconds <laughs> like <laughs> there are movies he clearly thinks finally about movies like i don't even fucking remember doing this garbage no it's uh just so many fucking like and that whole i know we're all over the place but this film really is like a nightmare fever dream of just bad cg and horrible fucking cameos and just it's so difficult to really wrap your brain around it like even now talking about this i'm like God damn, that, I witnessed all this and I'm still in, in disbelief.
0: I don't think there's a world where like, even the original version of this doesn't turn out that great, because like, Flashpoint itself... It yeah, had it's, have been Maybe it was like... It would have been more, maybe, more like, coherent, yeah, yeah, more coherent, because like, Flashpoint is like a weird story, because there's a bunch of time travel shit, but at the same time like... Machete has gone on record talking about how he had a planned sequel for this which would have had like fucking uh, Gorilla Grodd, this big talking monkey that fucking eats people's brains and oh, shit yeah. and it's like, like we'll just never be able to see that I because of this fucking still, turd of a movie he got
1: hired to do Bratman Brave and the Bold which I have no idea if he's still gonna be on that because this movie so yes, yeah, it's, it's like a
0: fucking uh like James Mangold going from a Indiana Jones to his Star Wars movie, You're which is happening. totally going to happen. Fucking yeah, not yeah. Happening.
1: After so, <laughs> we well get into like we alluded to the financial laws of this, but this is a fucking this is a bloodbath. So, and I know a lot of people don't give a shit about box office, but this is a fucking crazy. So, this film is estimated to lose for Warner Brothers two hundred million dollars. That makes this a bigger. This is up there with Cutthroat Island and john carr this is one of the worst like commercially unsuccessful movies ever made that's that's unprecedented lose 200 million dollar investment so yeah this is gonna go down in the fucking history books and i saw a great piece where someone wrote considering the amount of money they spent on marketing they lost more on this film than if they had just not released it they could have just not released it and lost less because there was rumors that they were just going to um dump this on HBO because of all the problems that Miller had publicly, but that just didn't happen.
0: Yeah, it's a fucking sunk cost fallacy. to dump so much fucking money into this thing. It's, you really just can't shit, can it? Yeah. It's like, we have to bring this out. We need, like, some money back from this. It's not like a Batgirl situation where it's like, yeah, we spent a couple million... Uh, who cares? Like, really sort of don't so fucking get a tax write off. A, that's a canonical sequel to
1: this movie. Cause mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Keaton yeah, because fucking... And one of the, like, could have been endings, Michael Keaton turns up instead of uh, missing an espresso, and that would have played into... I'm convinced fucking George Queenie thought this was an espresso ad. It's like, yeah, go, um... Go interact with uh, uh, that like, guy over it's there. It's fucking
1: yeah. filmed like one. That whole, <laughs> the way it's shot and the lighting, it looks like a fucking TV. I think they I think they fucking lied to him. You no, know, you're right, but yeah. So back, I'm so curious more about Batgirl now than I was before. Because if this was considered releasable in theaters, I gotta know how bad Batgirl. If it's if it is that bad, if there's been a lot of like conflicting reports that the movie's actually decent or it's a piece of shit. Yeah. The directors of it, um, they did Bad Boys for Life. They quit Beverly Hills Cop 4 to do it. And, oh. uh, look, I don't know if it would... Be, look, I don't think Beverly Hills Cop 4 is a better choice. It might be a worse choice, but at least that movie's coming out. So... We're
0: eating yeah, fucking... Yeah, I've, I've seen like some stills from Fat Girl and it looks it looks fine because it's set in like the weird gothic Tim Burton universe and that was also filmed in Glasgow, I saw like a little piece of it getting filmed that gets canned, but fucking The Flash doesn't, That's like what do I mean. you thinking man? I gotta know
1: how bad it is now. If it is that bad, I don't know, no one's seen it
0: but... Yeah. It's in comparison to, like, some of the other shits the uh, Warner Brothers have stuck out. Like, I, I fucking watched Wonder Woman 2 when it came out. And, like, we're going to talk about this next time, but, like, what the fuck, man? Like, why would... Like, god damn. That's another one of those movies. Like, you have to imbibe it to know, like, how bad it actually is. I,
1: I was going to watch it, and I just saw previews of this. I'm like, no. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll just, uh... Oh, I, like I love Pedro Pascal. I don't love him enough to watch this movie. No thank no. you. I just I did see the clip of her saving the Israelis from the Palestinians. Yeah, that was that was wild. Good stuff. That's wild shit, man. Yep. Yeah.
0: Oh, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the flash. Um, would you recommend it to the audience? Oh
1: hell no. Um, oh <laughs> hell no. This I will say this. It's you to understand why we're so baffled because I'll admit this episode's a I I don't know how to structure this episode because there's so many things about this movie. You just just go ahead and write it. Yeah, it will
0: take nine years to edit this.
1: Oh, fuck. I mean, there's like (laughs) the, the way that this film is. It is like a fever dream of just corporate. It's like corporate filmmaking fever dream hell. It's just it's a product. It's a product to sell and it's not a good one. And I'm, I'm very curious to know if, after this film has lost so much money, are we going to see a big shift in, like... Because there's been a lot of films losing money this year. It's been a bloodbath. Yeah. We alluded Indiana Jones 2. lose as much money as this movie did, which I have not seen, but I know you did.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a somatic problem of, like, eating dry toast. It's like, yeah, this is this exists, I guess. It's not as egregious as Flash, but it's just like, yeah, that kind of Flash, I didn't bother with this. So, yeah. That's wild. yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's like, I'm very curious, after the bloodbath we've had this year of so many movies, losing so much money. Yeah. If we're getting- and the
0: fact that we're getting another fucking Superman movie after this. I, I, I will admit it as James Gordon, who's like, give us the, after like, this, one good cape shit movie. I, yeah.
1: I don't even think DC will be around by the time that film is... Cause, no, it's just, <laughs> I'm just... I, I was burnt out from Black Adam on Cape Shit. Now I'm like, I will never watch Cape Shit again. I'm done. Fuck this bullshit. Like I will watch mm-hmm. 50 Steven Seagal movies. I can't deal with another one of these. I'm out. I I can't. Yeah. I don't care. I of... don't care if that thing gets 100%. No. But <laughs> it's a. This movie is just. It's a disaster. And it's a. It's a disaster that didn't need to be one. Like it's such a product of like people. Like it's not about like whether or not this makes sense or it's good. It's just. What will the audience want? And th- even their, like, hopeful estimation of, like, audience, like, will love this did not go well. So they're they're paying for it. But it'll be interesting to see next year if we're going to see budgetary things change in Hollywood. If we're going to see less money spent. There has to be. There has, there has to, has to be. be the
0: era of fucking, like, $300 million budgets has to end or else there's not going to be a Hollywood come well, next year. Well, not as if, like people aren't going to the fucking cinema. Because that fucking that fucking old Dollars movie made a good dollars. So it's not as if that's a problem. The problem is you're fucking you're sinking so much money into these movies that fucking like clearly people just aren't interested in. Oh, God no. damn.
1: It's hilarious that that's probably going to be the highest grossing film of this year. A fucking mark. Yeah, that's... Man, that's a, You know what? That, that's the perfect state of affairs in the world of big budget filmmaking. We've got fucking... Well, granted, that was going to sell like hotcakes regardless, but still. That- but would you recommend <laughs> The Flash to uh, our audience?
0: Uh, if you could watch a bootleg version like we do, uh, yes, I recommend it. Watching uh, all the CGI dead people on uh, like a shitty <laughs> uh, camcorded version is. It's very uncanny. It's that's like, a, it's like an extra level of space to an otherwise weird movie.
1: Yeah, it's like a snuff. It's like a snuff film almost. Like, yeah, like George yeah. Reeves and Cam. By the way, and yeah, well, mate, we watch Cam. I refuse to give this movie my money. Fuck Ezra <laughs> Miller. Fuck Warner Brothers. Oh God, just, just a yeah. fucking nightmare. Uh,
0: but yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, join us next time for our uh, some sort of big retrospective on this very weird series I've, I've seen like pretty much all of these movies i feel like i'm the only one who's seen that fucking like that shitty fucking david air suicide squad movie like the entire way through because oh. whenever i talked to anyone about it they was like yeah i quit like five minutes into it
1: I am fearful because that means I'm probably gonna have to watch the Snyder cut and I, I just <laughs> this is gonna be uh, it's gonna take me a couple days to get through. I'm not gonna lie because
0: uh, I, I I saw it when it came out and uh, yeah, goddamn, it's it's a fucking experience, man.
1: God help us all.
3: So what happens is basically he has to save nine babies that are not only falling but also. Because he didn't have breakfast, uh, his calories are going down, so everything starts to speed up. That's the other narrative gimmick that we're having, that we're uh, basically seeing the events from his perspective. And when he's in full energy, everything seems to be frozen in time. But when his calories go down, meaning that he doesn't have fuel enough to be at the top of his capacities, everything starts to get faster. And this is what he does thing think he's gonna go for the baby. And instead, he goes and destroys a vending machine with the objective of getting enough calories to get his powers back. No baby was harmed in the production of this scene. And voila.